in a series called The One Another's, and that's kind of a weird thing. If you're new to church, if you're kind of just checking things out, that is kind of a weird thing to put together, the one another's. But basically what it comes from is uh, in the New Testament, there's a whole bunch of places where... um, where God is trying to get us as a church to be um, a family or a body or an organism connected to each other. And so th- there is these things that we call the one another. So serve one another, pray for one another, wash one another's feet, those kinds of things. And so this series, we've just, we've just kind of gotten four of them together. And uh, we're going to be going o- over the, those four and uh, and on December 4th, uh, uh, Don Rogers will be here. He's a missionary in, uh, uh, in Africa. Well, he, he runs a missions organization that's in several um, uh, countries. And so um, I, make sure you're here because he's, he's awesome. It's so encouraging to hear what God is doing through uh, Empowering Lives International. So uh, make sure you're here and, uh, uh, and if you want to encourage someone, bring them, because they'll be encouraged for sure. Uh, so before I was a pastor, I worked for an import-export company, and um, for fifth, I worked there for 16 years, but 15 of those years, I had a company car. And um, uh, I'm not trying to pitch for a company car now, so don't, I'm, I'm absolutely happy. This has nothing to do with that. Um, but I love, someone asked me just last week, do you miss business and i i do i do miss business but i miss that car (laughs) because a company car is like magical well here's what happens uh well first you get a car right and 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 then you get a gas card and then anything that goes wrong with that car you drive it to the mechanic and car ferries work magic on it and you don't pay any money and what happens the reason you know a car ferry was there is because what every time a car ferry works on your car they leave a little sticker in the corner of your uh window that says hey uh when that number there matches your odometer number uh bring it back in and the car ferries will will do their car ferry thing and so I was really good at when I saw that number hit this number, I'd drive it to the car ferries and they would call me and say, you know, it's, it's finished, you know, and they'd fly off or whatever. And I go, and I didn't pay a dime for anything. I didn't pay for gas. I didn't pay for insurance. I didn't pay for anything. It was awesome. Love my car, right? So then I became a pastor uh, and they'd come to find out they don't have a company car when you're a pastor. So, um, so I had to take the car in myself and pay for it myself of all the crimes. Can you imagine? So, yes, thank you. Exactly. Boo-hoo. Baby, pastor, baby. Okay, right? So, so the same car ferry sticker was there, except um, I kind of thought, well, I'll just let the number... You know, you know, I don't have to be as, you know, I, I was probably more good about it because it didn't cost me anything, right? But now, now it's going to cost me. So I, I, I kind of let that number get up there, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and it got higher um, and higher. And uh, so uh, I, uh, 
finally, my engine, really? Like, is somebody have, actually has a radio on right now? That was awesome. Okay, so, so um, my car started like shaking a little bit and like r- running real rough. And I was afraid to bring it to the mechanic because I thought it was going to be expensive. Have you ever done that? Like you don't bring it in because you're afraid, man, this is good. This doesn't sound, I don't know about cars, but it's not supposed to rattle like that. I'm pretty sure. And so finally I, I, it was getting really bad. And so I, I took it in and, uh, and here's what my mechanic said. Why don't you come down to the shop? That's what he said when he, yeah, no, no, like, hey, here's the problem. We got. I felt like I was being called into the principal's office, right? <laughs> it was like, hey, why don't you come down to the shop? You know, me and the boys are going to rough you. I don't know what's going to happen, right? So I'm scared, and it's going to be expensive because you don't just have the mechanic call you and tell you you're going to go, he wants to see you, okay? So I go down there, and he's, he's like angry with me. My mechanic, I'm paying him, but he's angry at me. And he goes, do you, do you realize there was no oil in that car? And I'm like, what, what's oil? <laughs> Don't the car fairies, no, is there any car fairies here, right? He said, and he's looking at me like, honestly, he's like, you call yourself a man, right? He's like, it's like, he's like questioning everything like about me, like to my core, and I'm like, you know, I'll do it. I'll put oil in there. Where, what's the, where, where do you, I, mean, I know where, I just want to check, you know, do you, how do you do it? So, so, cause I, I don't, I don't know anything about cars, right? I was embarrassed. I was very embarrassed. And I was afraid if I took my rattly car in, it was going to cost me a lot of money, Right. But guess what it would have cost me if I hadn't brought it in? I probably, I mean, I'm a genius. Um, I probably had about a day left on that car. Like it was shaking because the, the things were having a hard time in, the th- in that other thing. And then, and so, you know, like that thing and then the um, thing. So I, 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 I saved it. I saved my car. I brought it in. I was very happy. Right? And now I know where to put oil in. I'm very excited. You ever done that? You ever left something that you knew needed, needed to be taken care of? See, we all have things we're not good at, right? I, 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 for me, it's cars. I'm trying to get better. I call Kai every time I you know, need something with my car, and he tells me what to do, and I try to do I'm trying to get better, right? But maybe for you, it's computers, right? You, something happens, the computer's acting funny, and so you don't know, so you take it to whatever, Apple Store, the Genius Bar there or whatever. Maybe it's your DVD. Maybe it's your bike. Maybe it's something wrong with the dishwasher or whatever. We all have these areas in our lives that we need to get help with because we don't do it very well. And oftentimes we don't take it in even though we know we should because we're afraid of how much it's going to cost. But not taking it in is much more expensive. We all know this, right? And yet, when it comes to the most important thing of all, our soul, we keep our problems hidden. I want to show you a video uh, real quick to kind of, um, kind of tease up the sermon a little bit uh, for us.
So, uh, I took my car in, put oil in it, turned out okay. Didn't really cost me that much, as much as I thought. Ended up turning out fine. I still drive that car, by the way. I, they gave it to me when I left, um, which is, you know, sounds real generous, but it's like uh, 11 years old. So, no, I'm kidding. It's a really nice car. I love it. I, uh, I want to talk to you about something that's going to maybe make you a little uncomfortable. Uh, but I hope it challenges you. In this room, some of us have some secrets. We have some things we're holding on to. We have some things that are going on in our lives. We have questions that we hope nobody asks us. We have things that are hidden. The church is designed to be a place where those things can come to the light and be safe. But see, what happens is we are afraid of the cost of discovery. We, we say things like this in our mind. If, if they knew about me what I know about me, I'd be rejected. If they knew my secret, I'd be judged. Right? Nobody's going through what I go through. And that is exactly where the enemy wants you. Satan wants you there, hidden, in the dark, full of shame, full of regret. Why is it in the church that we struggle with things year after year after year after year and we confess it to God and we say, God, please take it away. And then we feel bad and we come to the altar and we sit in the chair and we say, I, oh man, God, would you just please take it away? And he hasn't taken it away. And it's worse in the church because in the church we read this Bible that says you can be free, you can be saved, you can be forgiven. And yet this thing, this nagging thing just keeps on year after year after year after year. And through time, we become more and more shameful because we believe we should be over it by now. Some of us are going through that right now. And we're asking ourselves, why do I keep struggling with this issue? The church is supposed to be a place where we help each other, where we accept each other, where we hear about those things, and where we're free. I want to read one verse this morning uh, that kind of sums all this up. And it goes back to the same idea of the car, right? We don't, I mean, imagine if my car, because this is what we do. This is what we do. We spend more effort and time hiding and masking over our issue than it would take to be healed from it, (laughs) right? It's like, it's like if I'm driving down the street and my car breaks down on the freeway and I'm like super embarrassed because It's broken down and man. And so I get out on the side of the road and I start waxing it so that people think, oh, okay, his car's not broken down. He's just detailing it. You know, it's like, no problem here. I'm good. Thanks. No, it's not broken. Nuh-uh. This is what we do constantly with our own lives. 
I'm, I'm good, I'm fine. We armor all our tires, we wax on, wax off, we do our whole thing. And inside, we're dying. Inside, the, the engine is running really rough. The sticker says, you need help now. You've got to get help now. And we don't bring ourselves in because of the shame and because we think it's going to cost us too much. Maybe the control that we feel with our problem. Maybe it's going to cost us a position somewhere. Maybe it's going to cost us, we're afraid it might cost us our marriage. And so we don't bring ourselves in, even though the sticker's there. Every time we look in the mirror, it says, take it in, take it in, take it in. In James chapter 5, it says this, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Confess your sins to each other. Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how difficult it is to say, hi, my name's John and I have a problem with, and you name it, in front of somebody else? This happened to me. I was uh, uh, 17 years ago. I, um, the internet was just starting out and um, I realized uh, that you can download pictures on the internet. Remember, this was 17 years ago, so it was, uh, it, it, it was a new concept, right? Which is great, except when those pictures are sin. <laughs> and so I was downloading them and looking at them. And all of a sudden, I had a problem on my hands because I couldn't stop. What was, what was just like a little thing became like something I thought about during the day and, uh, you know, thought about at work and all this kind of stuff. My engine was kind of going crazy. But who am I going to bring it into? Who, who, what am I going to do? I did, so, so here's what I did. I, I, I thought I could fix it myself. And I prayed that God would take it away. And I prayed and I wept and I got on my knees and I did everything and God didn't take it away. You know Why? Because here's the thing, and you can put this on your, this is your number one thing. Hidden things don't heal. Hidden things don't heal. You can confess it. You can pray about it. You can fast. You can tear your clothes. You can do whatever. But if it's hidden, they don't heal. That's why the Bible says, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other. It has to come out in the light. So here's what happened. So I had a pastor. Um, um, I've been blessed with really great pastors. This guy was awesome. And uh, he had a men's thing. And um, he asked who is in accountability. And uh, a few guys raised their hand. And he, and he kind of was talking about the same thing. About, about confessing your sin to one another. And needing each other to get over these things. And so he said, who would like if you could be in accountability, who would like to do that? And of course, everybody raises their hand because who's not going to raise their, you know, like, nah, I'm cool with my sin. I just like to really, uh, you know, I love it. So I'm not going to get help, right? Who, who does that, right? So, so all the guys, you know, they raise their hand. And he said, okay, find somebody with their hand up. And that's your accountability partner. And I'm like, oh, no. So I look over, and this guy, Glenn, who I didn't know at all, goes, hey, you want to be my accountability partner? And I'm like, no. 
I don't at all. I hate this. And this is bad and wrong. And this is a cult. And I'm out of here. Right? Right? Because it's so... It, like, excuse my language, but it sucks telling somebody your sin. And so he's like, so I'm like, maybe we'll just forget that we did this. And he's like, you want to meet next week? I'm like, who are you? What are you doing? Leave me alone. No, I don't. And so he goes, I'll, I'll write up some questions. I'm like, get thee behind me, you evil man. So he writes up these questions and I'm looking at him like, are you kidding me? I'm not answering these questions, but I did. And you know what happened? I was free. I became free 17 years ago. And you know why? Because I confessed my sin to one another. And it was hard. It was lame. And the other problem that made it worse, he didn't have that same problem, right? So, I mean, when you got an accountability partner, it's the same problem. Yeah, I blew it. Yeah, me too. He's like, well, wh- how, wh- what's your problem? Why'd you blow it? You know, I'm like, ah, uh, because I'm a jerk. I don't know. I mean, you know, and th- that, 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 that discomfort and that cost, because here, here's the thing. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you one way or the other, but it always costs more later. Always. And we fool ourselves into thinking that we can manage it. We fool ourselves into thinking, oh, you know, um, uh, oh, 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 I've gone this far and and that's good. You know, congratulations. But the pattern is you go back and you go back and you go back and God's not taking it away because hidden things don't heal. And God knows that. And he says, confess your sins to one another. Now, here's the thing. You, you sit there and you go, well, man, that's, oh, good night. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, what's the, what's, I know that's the payment. It's going to pay, it's going to cost me everything, right? It's going to cost me my dignity. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to, you know, it's going to, it might cost me my job. It might cost me, uh, uh, you know, my marriage is super smooth. And if this comes out and, you know, if my husband finds out that I got my own credit card that I'm kind of been racking up and all of a sudden I show up and I'm like, yeah, it's 15 grand. I'm really sorry about that. Anyway, I feel better, right? Or the husband says, hey, here, you know, here's my deal, right? I, I can't stop this. Your wife's going to explode. She's going to go crazy. Your husband's going to go crazy. There's a cost, right? But the cost is always, always greater when it comes out on its own. Always. Now, here's the payback. This is what's so awesome about the Bible, what's so awesome about Jesus, what's so awesome about community. Okay, it doesn't just stop with confess your sins to one another and pray for each other. I mean, that that kind of that that's good. This is what it says afterwards. It's going to blow your mind so that you may be healed. So that you may be what? Say it again. What? Healed. You, You could take healed out and put free so that you may be fixed so that you can be done with it. Praying about it is not going to help you. Prayer gets you forgiven. Confessing to someone else gets you healed. 
This is why Celebrate Recovery, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Sex Addicts Anonymous, all these things. It's why they work, (laughs) right? It's because you're confessing to somebody. You're getting help. The engine's rattling. You're not designed to fix it yourself. You can't. As a matter of fact, what's so weird about the Bible the Bible is just like all about relationships, like me helping you, you helping me, you, right? And, and, and so it's all about like, man, we, we can help each other. Like you're valuable to me. I'm valuable to you. But you know what the Bible says? You can't help yourself. It's impossible. The heart is exceedingly wicked. Who can understand it? You're always going to deceive yourself, right? I do it every week. I'd some way I trick myself to go, you know, it's not that bad. I'm better than I could, you know, it's easy. This is what we do. We can't fix ourselves. And the Bible knows this. God knows this. And he says, confess your sins to each other. Oh, really? No. Yes. It's the only way you're going to find healing. You'll find forgiveness. We have a loving God. Jesus died on the cross for forgiveness. Right? But it's this community, this one another, this kind of, this kind of environment. God wants you free. He wants me free. He wants us free. He wants us to be like the poster children for freedom. In his word. Let me, let me show you what it says in Ecclesiastes, because this is a great thing. You know, actually, don't, before you put that up there, look at this again. This is, this is a phenomenal concept. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I, if I had a, just as your pastor, my heart's cry for this church is that we would all be, well, we already are sinners. We got that part covered, <laughs> Okay really well no right we're all sinners but that we would be known for for being set free from our addictions set free from anxiety fear pain medication all that and that everything we need would be found in christ you can't stop a church like that it's impossible the gates of hell can't stand against it so ecclesiastes sorry i just had to stay on that verse for a second two are better than one because they have a good return for their work If one falls down, his friend can help him up. Okay, you see that? It doesn't say if one falls down, his friend can step on his head. You know, Uh, his friend can be there to mock him, right? His friend is there to help him up. It means we're going to fall. We're going to have our problems. But pity the fool or uh, pity the man, right? Who falls and has no one to help him up. Pity that person. Let your heart break for that person. See, that was Jesus, right? He looked out over the crowds and he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he's like, oh, you guys. What does he do? He says, pray that the Lord will send workers into the harvest field. Right? Workers. Two are better than one. As the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, Today may be the day. I remember the day when I was set free. I love that day. I love, I love being free. Today may be your day of freedom. But you know what? It's going to cost you. 
It's gonna cost you something. But to do nothing always costs more. So, what does it look like? Looks like picking up the phone. It looks like maybe getting on the internet and looking up when the next meeting is. It means being embarrassed. It means experiencing shame. It means maybe it costs you something that, you know, in a while, maybe a relationship. But we have to get help. Listen to this. This is so cool. 2 Corinthians 13. Oh, I'm sorry. Proverbs 28, 13. Listen to this. He who conceals his sins does not prosper. He who conceals his sins does not prosper. If, you want to, if you're memorizing scripture, this is a great one to memorize. If you conceal your sin, you will not prosper. And we think the opposite, right? We think if anyone finds out about this, I can't prosper. And the Bible says, scratch that, reverse it. If you conceal, you will not prosper. But listen to this. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And here's what we do as Christians. We get out of this and go, oh, confess it. Dear Lord, please forgive me. Do you know why I know that's not talking about confessing to God? Because you can't conceal anything from God, (laughs) right? I can't conceal anything from God. It wouldn't say, he who conceals his sins from God. Like, what? You can't. We conceal it from each other because we're nervous and we're scared and we're embarrassed. But if you continue to conceal it, no matter what it is, it will destroy you. And this is the heart cry of God. Did you know God wants you healed from that addiction, from that problem, from that thing that just keeps coming up again, 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 again? He wants you healed. He who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Listen to 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Test yourselves. Right? In other words, in other words, it, we're going with the car analogy. Uh, uh, put yourself up on the rack, right? So that you can look underneath and go, okay, what's, what's going on? This is what God wants us doing. God wants us looking at our lives and going, Am I, what is my problem? Why do I need this medication? Why do I need this unhealthy relationship? Why am I so fearful? Why why am I so anxious? Why do I feel like I need to steal, cheat on my taxes because because I'm afraid to, you know, uh, why do I need to cheat on that? Is God not going to take care of me? Like, what's the thing? Test yourself. Examine ourselves. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to look under the hood and say, what's going on? Test yourselves. Now, this is kind of a scary verse. Listen, to see if you are in the faith. In other words, examine yourself. How are you doing in Christ? What, what kind of life change is happening? Okay? Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail the test. That's a scary verse to me. Not, not because God's just like waiting to, But the the idea that Christ in me 
that that, 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 that that relationship would get damaged somehow because of my unhealthy behavior, because I was afraid to talk to somebody. I was afraid to pick up the phone. I was afraid to take a risk. I thought it might cost me too much. And Paul is saying, let it cost you. Examine yourself. Test yourself. Run a diagnostic. Look at the results. How did they come out? You failed the smog test? Because here's the thing, and this is what we learned uh, from our last study. Don't blame the test. (laughs) Blame your faith, right? Failing a test is exciting, because you know where the problem is, right? Imagine if I took my car to that guy and he said, everything's fine. Go ahead. You're a genius. Yeah, way to go. Don't ever put oil in it, buddy. Talk to you later, right? But because he said, you need oil, (laughs) my car got fixed. Because God says, you have a gossip problem, an alcohol problem, a pornography problem, a fear problem, a whatever problem, congratulations, you are ready to be healed. Because hidden things don't heal. They just don't. They don't with your car. They don't with anything. They don't with a wound. You know, things out in the open is the path to healing. Almost always. There are some times when you have a problem and you're able to confess it to God and move on. But I'm talking about those things that just keep coming up. Test yourself. Examine yourself. Don't you know Christ is in you? Do you know he wants you whole? He wants you restored? Okay, then it goes like this. This is what, Paul, this is what David says. Search me, O God. Search me. I mean, open, open up, just take a look at everything. Take a look at the stuff that's just embarrassing, that if I had to say to another human being, I think I might die. Search me, find out those things. See, because here's the thing. If we're left to ourselves long enough, we'll convince ourselves that it's not that bad. And, and basically what David's saying is, tell me the truth about my, myself. Give me the diagnostic. Give me, the, give me the bill that says, these, is, these are the things you need. You ever, you ever done that? You take it to the garage, and you don't even look at the list. You just look down at the bottom, and you go, are you kidding me? It's like, it's, you know, it's like, because you don't care. You just care about the cost, right? This is what we say to God. God, search me. Go ahead, do a complete diagnostic, and let me just see what you got. And we go, oh, that's going to cost me my dignity. And he's like, dude, it's better than your life. It's better than costing you your life better than getting pulled over it's better than the SWAT team busting in your front door (laughs) whatever your issue is right (laughs) right it's better we know that then why why can't we get the courage to pay now and to say hey I need help this is the place to do it the church you say but the church is full of hypocrites well welcome right i mean congratulations you fit right in okay i mean this is yes we're full of hypocrites i was talking to somebody after after um the first service first of all first service my pant leg was in my sock the entire time like that it wasn't like like toilet paper or anything but it was like this the whole time and, and so we get done with the service, and someone says, can I, can I tell you something? And I'm like, oh, man, they're going to, okay, here we go. You know, they, they burned down buildings. Okay, go ahead. And 
she's like, your pant leg's in your sock. I'm like, huh? Why are we family here? Can't you just say, hey, dummy, your pant leg's in your sock. You can do that here, okay? If I got toilet paper or something, just let me know, all right? Where was I? Oh, um, right. this is the place to get healing. Yes, we're all hypocrites. Yes, uh, one time I confessed and it got out and everybody knew about it. Yes, it happened. And guess what God does there? Now he deals with you on how you handle betrayal. You see what I'm saying? There, yes, it's gonna cost you, but it always costs more when it's, when it's revealed. I, we're a free Methodist church and um, our leadership community uh, the pastors in our district and my, my superior, who's um, mother superior, no, it's uh, 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 our, our superintendent. We have this rule. If you're caught, you're gone. Okay? In other words, come forward and say, I've got a problem. I'm stealing money from the church. I'm not, but I'm just, yeah, right? Come forward. Now, but you think, well, I might get fired. Yeah, you might get fired. But if we find out, you will be fired. You're gone. If we find out, you're gone. Way better to come forward. And what it's done, it's so awesome. What it's done in our leadership community is it's like, man, I better get on this thing right away because I don't want to be caught. This is exactly what James is saying. Come forward, confess it, let it come out in the light. Yeah, but it might cost me. It will cost you, but it's always going to cost more if you don't get it out in the light. Hidden things don't heal, okay? So check this out. Search me, oh God, know my heart. Try me. Take me out for a test drive. Nudge me, poke me, get wrenches in there, sniff around in there, you know, kind of just figure out what's going on. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. You know what's interesting? This is not hurtful to others. (laughs) Right? I mean, see if there be any hurtful way in me. Well, you don't need God. I mean, you, if you're hurting other people, you know it, right? What God wants to know is, are you hurting yourself? See, that's where we miss it. That we're destroying ourselves because we keep it hidden. And David says, search me, O God, know my heart. Try me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything, any wicked way, any hurtful way, anything that's going to end up costing me more down the road. And then he says, and lead me in the everlasting way. There's that idea of healing again. Yeah, it's going to cost you to come out into the light. It will cost you. But it's nothing compared to the joy of being healed. 